Saturday Night Live, Chris? No. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I'll watch highlights or whatever. Yeah, you know, if it's if it's something like people are like talking about. Did you? I did when I did that intro. I just realized I was, sounded like this David S. Pumpkins guy that Tom Hanks does. Do you know this David S. Pumpkins? I do. I I remember the original one was funny. I don't. I I had never heard of it. It came up in an old podcast. I'm like re-listening to, or I'm listening to an old podcast anyway. And it oh. uh it came up, and it was like. This like the way they were talking about it was Bobby Moynihan, and it was like this hilarious thing. And yeah, I was like, oh, I got I, what? What did I miss? And I went and watched it, and I was like, this is the fucking stupidest shit, and it's totally just made to be a thing. It's like it's not. There's no intention of being funny. It's just so that like they can create a character, and and I realized, and I probably talked about this on the podcast before. Like I think the world is divided in two, into two pe- types of people. You could say like Repu- or like America, I guess. You say like Republicans and Democrats, or you know like races and non-races, which is the same thing. <laughs> uh, but I think it's also like people that think Saturday Night Live is legitimately funny, and then people that are like confused by it. Like I am perplexed by Saturday Night Live. Like I am, I I don't. Like I had, they're they're part. Like I get it, kind of. Like I like, I don't know. I like I don't understand it as a cultural phenomenon. I don't understand how it's like considered funny. And like sometimes there's there's things that are funny. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like a total stooge or Scrooge or whatever. Not total. <laughs> I might be a stooge. <laughs> In fact, Saturday or, people that like Saturday or, Night Live also like Three Stooges. Another thing I don't understand. Maybe that's the thing. It's like I don't. I don't understand, like, it, it rarely makes me laugh. And that David Pumpkins thing, like, I just didn't, I was like, I don't, like, is it, like, w- the formula that it keeps coming back, is it, because Tom Hanks is in it, like, well, I don't get it, man. I'm just at a loss. Can you explain it to me? Like, can you explain Saturday yeah, Night Live to me? There's a lot to unpack there. First of all, there is, I, there is. I, I think the, the, the main thing is, it's okay if you don't get it. Like, we don't all have to find the same thing funny. Thank you. That's true. Right? And I'm so, not saying all Saturday Night Live is, be- is unfunny. Like, they're like... Oh, but it's... You know, like, when they do, like, it, the, 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 like, the weekend... Like, what was that called? Like, the, the Chronicles, weekend. what, of Narnia? Like, yeah, like, those things it, are kind oh, of funny. Yeah, 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 the videos and stuff. Yeah. Those, those are hilarious. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's, it's all about what you find funny. Sure. Uh... Personally, when I first saw that David S. Pumpkin skit, the original one, I thought it was funny. But I, to this day now, I can't tell you why I found it funny. Uh, I think it was just in the moment. Yeah. And now I think it's sort of the, uh, the problem with, with um, Saturday Night Live and, and jokes in general is the sort of the, the diminishing returns every time you redo it. Yeah. And I think that that maybe because I knew, like, I, I heard the, like, I, I'd heard of it because of this podcast. That I wasn't a surprise, and maybe that's the thing that Saturday yeah. Night Live counts on is you like being like, "Well, this is just absurd." Yeah, thing to see on television right now. 
I mean, I, I love absurd and just sort of ridiculously, you know, sort of humor. Me too. Like, like anything Tim and Eric, like, is right up my alley. Like, I, like I want it to, like, the more fucking confusing and absurd, like, Nathan Fielder, I think, is one of my favorite people in the world, and his shit is just absurd. And, and I, so, I, but I, I don't know, man. I just, I'm like, there's the, there's the part of it that's like, it's a sketch comedy thing, and there's a live audience that's like trying to laugh at things. It's always the actors are always reading, which I find super distracting. Like mm. watching the actors read their lines. Yeah. Um, it's just not for you. Yeah, but then you'll see like the thi- like the like the 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 Christmas time song. You know, like the yeah. I yeah. don't know. Like that. Well, I will watch that till I die. Like that just always gets me. <laughs> I love it. I think the whole thing is just perfect. <laughs> I do wait the one with Horatio Sands and Jimmy yeah, Fallon. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy Fallon and and uh and uh, what's his name? The, fu- the keyboard or something, and then yeah, uh, yeah, Catanzo on the keyboard, and then and then uh, Tracy Morgan is just dancing, just like doing this funny yeah, dance, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. it's like I, I don't care too. what your mama says. Like it's <laughs> the lyrics are hilarious. Yeah, uh huh. And the 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 rhythm is great. So like the, I'm like it's not that it is like there isn't moments. I just don't like. I don't know when I've ever watched Saturday Night Live on a Saturday night. Like, I don't know if I've, like, in my whole life, I don't know if I've ever been like, Saturday Night Live's on, click, here we go. <laughs> I don't think, also, you, you also mentioned something that I don't think Saturday Night Live is culturally relevant anymore, but it's, it's like acting like it is, or people keep, it's one of those things where, like, people keep holding on to it, like, it's, it's this precious thing, like it was you know, 50 years ago or odd for odd for something that come from a boomer generation to be held on tightly and still worshiped, even though it's run its course. Right. It's like, that's, that, that's, that's boomerism personified Saturday night live. Once was great. Now, now needs to move on. Have to keep acting like it is pretending that it's still this thing you know, it's like fucking politicians. Like, great, you were great like forty years ago. Yeah, no? yeah, you were you were good when you could, you know, walk. Yeah. Um, right. The and the Lauren Michaels like lore is like a little it, too much for me too. Like the whole, like the process and how great and whatever, like and how yeah. people get chosen and all that shit. Right. I mean, half of it's bullshit. Half of it's listen, man. It, he he was a genius for creating the show. And turning it into something, especially what what I, f- I found Im- impressive is is the ability to sort of uh, maintain itself for for this fifty years, mm-hmm. and also that no other sort of live sketch comedy show has able to sort of really st- stay or or like it just like none nothing else has really worked. Like in Living Color worked for like five years. Yeah, yeah. Same with we- Mad TV. Like they they lit. Yeah, they, they they had they were of. of- a far shorter apex. Yeah. Um, and like, they've tried other ones over the years that, you know, they, they just keep trying it and nothing just, you, you can't, there's just no magic there, which I find is interesting. Yeah. And really confusing that more of these shows aren't like successful or people can't do it. Um, and I'm, I just, I actually, I just, I just listened to a podcast with Dana Carvey on it and he was talking Isn't about that special. Yeah. And I love Danny Carvey, man. He's, he's great with all the fucking, of course you do impressions and the whole thing. I yeah, think he's, he's just the worst. And, <laughs> and, but they gave him his own like sort of variety show. Sketch I com- remember it. I remember it. 
and he and he in in it he was like the biggest mistake they made was that he wanted to put it on like HBO mm-hmm. or maybe like Comedy Central maybe at the time was just starting maybe or something or kind of getting going but he wanted to do it somewhere there where I think he could have a little more sort of control of, of his of his creativity or process and the whole thing but um his who was it it was actually two two people um it wasn't his manager but it was Oh, it was one of his writing partners, I think, or one of the producers who was actually someone like we know that's a comedian or or in the the business or something. You would recognize the name. And then uh, they convinced him to go to like ABC because they were going to make more money. Mm -hmm. And and he even said, he's like, they gave me an extra million dollars to do it. And so he was like, they did it. And then they all like tried to control us. And, and, you know, they all had notes and they all didn't want us. And then they did this. They they went ahead with this con- this this sketch that was um I guess it was Bill Clinton doing something as his presidency because it was in the mid to late nineties and then all of a sudden he, like he unzipped his his coat or shirt or something and he had like six like teats like a dog <laughs> and I think literally all these do- like real dogs I think if I understood what he was saying correctly little dogs like started sucking on his teats. And he was like, our, literally, he's like, our ratings just crashed and bombed. And he's like, we never recovered. And we only got like six episodes or something. And he's like, it was just like, it, people were just outraged, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But the point was, is that if they were on HBO, that probably, they, that wouldn't have been a, a blink of an eye. Yeah. I think that the Dana Carvey show uh, famously had like the best writer room in, the, in TV. It was like... Yeah. It was like Louis C.K., Stephen yeah. Colbert, I think Apatow was in there. Rel. Michael, Odenkirk. Like, I think it was like... It the, was great. Like the, the, it's considered like the greatest writer's room ever. All-star. Yeah, it was an all-star fucking... Yeah. Dana yeah. Carvey is a... Like, I've, I've... I can't really get into him now. Like, I, like I remember the phenomenon is amazing, and I, and I appreciate, like, Garth. I think Garth is one of the, the greatest... Mm. movie characters of all t- he's like the first like he, he's like played on the spectrum like he can't make eye contact like he's he yeah. doesn't like to be touched like it's yep. pretty fucking impressive it's- that he came up with that character like so mm. lovable but so off and like we were all at that time we're like oh i know someone like that but now we know that that person is you know probably on the spectrum or like you know has some sort of tendencies and i think that and he's he did it in not a like you're a spaz kind of way. He did it yeah. in like a, like you're an intelligent, talented, Human. awesome person. So yeah, being. that to me is like one of the more important things of Dana Carvey's lineage. That being said, Wayne's Absolutely. world is like one of the things I'm talking about. Like it's funny kind of, but like, then it's just like, Oh, Wayne's did world. You not like it at the time when it came out. I mean, no, <laughs> <laughs> not really. It's you're a teenager, dude. Like, what the fuck? What was your, what, dude, you, you, you're, um. It wasn't for me, man. I mean, yeah. I, th- I think in Living Color was definitely it more for me, but like that, uh, maybe that's just because like the music was, was more up my alley. Um, sure. But yeah, I sure. mean, I saw Wayne's World, but I wasn't yeah. like, swing, like, you know, like, I also <laughs> wasn't one of these like happy Gilmore people that like always, like thought that fucking. Adam Sandler was the cat's meow and did like the shubbity doobity doobity boo. Like everyone did that fucking voice. I hated that shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
I never I, got any fucking any Adam Sandler reference went right over my head. People would be like, "I'm the Wider Boy" or whatever, and I'd be like, "I don't fucking know. I don't know what you're saying. I just know you're doing Adam Sandler. Like that's what I know." Right, right, right. Interesting. I, I, I don't feel like I was. See, I, it feels like you were so, uh, sort of, uh, in a way, um, mature is not the right word, but. But you were so Douchey? sort of douchey. No, no, it was sort of sort of advanced for your age, sort of like. Oh God! Because uh, at that point, I feel like I'm just a, I'm a fucking teenager and a kid. I'm just I'm laughing. Well, I'm still laughing at everything, so I don't know if that makes a difference. That's but true. I you know I was still sort of finding your humor, I think, and stuff. And you already sort of knew, I guess, what your humor was. It was very re- refined. Yeah, I was listening to comedy cassettes like pretty early on, and it was sadly. I mean, my taste was pretty machismo like i was like big kinnison big dice big eddie murphy which all super cringy now like all of it super cringy yeah and but i loved it like i loved stand-up like from the jump like delirious and raw had memorized as a child like those and that's a saturday night live person you know eddie murphy's a saturday night live guy like that's that's where he got his start so i guess in a way i kind of yeah, listen. It, it all comes from the same place, I guess. It, I don't it, know. It was a it was a big springboard for a lot of talent, and I and I think that's probably its greatest, um, you know, it's kind of a greatest accomplishment and achievement is that it 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 and it, especially because it really shined bright on some really talented people who who also sort of didn't just hold themselves or, or be beholden to sort of the SNL thing. Like a lot of people stepped away from it and became, for whatever you know, like however big or small they were. Like they, I don't, they, they went on to not be defined by SNL. Can I ask you a question? I think this is the definitive and we can stop here. This is the definitive, like, this is really what, it's not Saturday Night Live. It's whether or not you think Dan Aykroyd is funny. That's what it boils down to. We've had this conversation. I know. I know. And he's not. (laughs) Remember we started this. (laughs) I was, I was adamant that Dan Aykroyd was funny. And now having these conversations with you and I've gone back and I've watched movies or clips or whatever. And I was like, Oh, you're right. He's not funny. He's terrible. He, he's the, but he is the straight man, but he's not, he's trying to be funny. Like the thing is, is he's like, he's not, he's not like Kevin Nealon is a good I, I, straight man. He never tries to be funny. He's never like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a cone head or I'm a wild <laughs> and crazy guy. Whatever the fuck. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, I will say I know I, I agree. I, I think you're totally 100 percent right. He he's he's not trying to play it straight. He's trying to play it funny. But he he is the straight. He should he's be so the bad. You think he's the straight guy, but he's not. he should be the straight guy. He should be. He should be the straight he's guy and play it straight. And he, if he he was more Kevin Neal because Kevin Neal is very subtle. He's very understated when he does it. And he's, I love Nealon. I hated him when I was a kid, but I like now I like I think he like just totally like he's like just I think he's consistent like constantly sarcastic i think the guy lives in a yes. cloud of sarcasm which i, I totally appreciate drip is dripping with sarcasm him norm like phil hartman those guys were hey. all awesome comedians don't get me wrong i just don't like them on saturday night live yeah and that's fine let me actually can i go back to can i go back to something real quick only if it's john lovitz that's the only uh, no, uh, i'm just kidding okay. <laughs> the greatest saturday night live person i put him in the i put him in the in, in the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> he was pretty great, man. I love, I, 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 I love, love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. He's so weird. He's yeah. so. Yeah. And he's, not, that's not a character. That's just him. I think, right. It's just, yeah, he's creepy. I love him. 
Wait, so wh- so when you were younger listening to, to stand-up comedian tapes and mm-hmm. stuff, yeah, I, were, were you already into like Carlin and like Lenny Bruce and stuff and Mitch Hedberg? Okay, so, well, Hedberg ha- hadn't come around. I'm a bit, I'm an early Hedberg guy because I, I, I worked with his girlfriend. So I'd seen like his movie Los Enchiladas and like I actually went to Mitch Hedberg's funeral. So I, I like, I, I caught on to Hedberg pretty early on, but he wasn't around when I was in high school, I don't think. I don't think he's, his, he's, he, he's, he, he had evolved into the joke teller that he was. And I'd honestly think Carlin, Carlin is fine. I appreciate what they've done for comedy. Lenny Bruce, the same. But I don't <laughs> find them funny. Okay. I don't think Bill Hicks is funny. I don't, like, I never laugh at that shit. I never want to watch a George Carlin special. Like, I don't, it's, it's, it's I, I get it. And I, and I appreciate it for what it, for what it's done. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Like, I don't, I think so. I don't like Led Zeppelin either, but it's undeniable that they're like an important, influential band. But I'm never going to listen to Led. Like, I would never just be like, and today, Led Zeppelin. Like, yeah. let's do it. You know? I mean, I feel the same way about the Beatles. Like, I don't, I just don't, there I don't get, I, everyone thinks it's such like the best music of all time. There you go. But I, I don't, but I don't hard get it. Hard to deny their influence. I, but, yeah, but see, that's my problem, I guess, is that I, I don't. We're opening a huge can of worms here. That's fine. Let's open it. Because. <laughs> got where else to go so uh because i'm like yeah like why is why is this so great like i don't i don't like it why does everyone else think this is the most amazing like is it their is it their lyrics is it is it the way they and i don't know music well enough maybe too so maybe it's the way they i don't they think that's together a, a song you know or whatever and, and everything that goes into it and blah 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 like i just don't i don't get but that's for me in general i think music in general like i don't i just don't get i think that's untrue i think that it's fine to not like the beatles i get yeah, i get I, I get why you wouldn't like them. I don't particular like I'm never like the Beatles. They're the fucking best. But I do appreciate like Paul McCartney and songwriting and I get like how amazing it is what they accomplished in a short amount of time and and sort of what they brought right. to the world, the musical landscape. But again, I'm not putting on a Beatles record ever. Right. But I'm not I'm not interested in learning about their their story or their processes and like all these documentaries that they keep making about them and I'm just like I don't, I don't, I just don't care, I guess. Yeah, that's fine. I, I will watch any music documentary. The George Carlin documentary, to go back to that. That's I where thought, I, would, I, would, I thought it was fucking dumb. I thought it was a oh, dumb yeah. piece okay. of shit. And everybody thinks it's fucking great. But I think it was a dumb piece of shit. It was obvious. It was congratulatory. It like, it, I mean, sure, it's timeless. The things he said, like, at the, in the moment, and he changed his thing to, like, be more himself and i don't i'm not gonna besmirch anybody that like got into comedy because of george carlin because there's way worse people that you could like way like way worse people like gallagher like what if that's what brought you into comedy or whatever like i I just didn't think the movie was especially good i didn't make me it didn't make me like george carlin or i think that anything he said was remotely funny it's all kind of like talking down to you shit and i like Maybe that's thinking man stuff, but it just doesn't, it doesn't maybe, appeal to me. Maybe. Yeah. I liked the Gary Shandling documentary. Oh, I didn't know about that one. Okay. Oh, it's really good. Apatow did it. It's super long, but it's oh. really good. It's, yeah. th- that to me is like way more interesting. Shandling is like, I, I find him like super fascinating. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Uh, there's another one. Actually, I want to watch Speaking of documentaries, it's on Amazon and it's about Don Rickles. It's called like Mr. Warmth or whatever. Yeah. And I'm really interested. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to, I haven't watched it yet. And I'm kind of scared to, because I, I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to enjoy it. Well, are you a Rickles guy? 
Well, I like, yeah, but growing up, like he was hilarious. He was always on the tonight show and like all those things. And like his, his whole shtick, you know, he was just mean to everybody. And like, yeah. you know, 40 years ago that, that was funny. But now I'm like, I don't know if I can stand watching this guy and his about a standup and the whole thing. But I think, I think behind the story is that he was like a really, really nice guy to like all of his friends and everybody loved him and the whole thing. And I uh, think you have to kind of be like, there's a, you have to like decide internally whether or not you want to give someone from that era the past that they're going to need in order to still like them. Because I'm sure he said some off color shit that just doesn't fly now. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And if, and then you have to decide like, was like, can you, can you, you know, come to terms with, with that? I don't, need to know more about Don Rickles, like, because I just was never that, like, into him. Right, right, right. I liked him in Casino. Yeah. He was right. great. Yeah. But I, but I will, like, I, and Lenny Bruce is like, whatever, cave the way, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's, like, I, 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 I get it all. And don't get me wrong, like, Andrew Dice Clay, definitely pretty, like, pretty generic-ass comedy, but, like, I, I just loved it. I fucking yeah. loved it as a kid. Totally. And to this yeah, day, I, think I will stand by it. Like, I don't, I can't, you can't, <laughs> like, how do you not stand by something that made you laugh when you were, like, fucking, you know, like, whatever, that age, you know? The same with, like, Happy Gilmore, whatever. Like, those, like, you, at that point in your life, what makes yeah, you laugh hey, is what makes you laugh, you know? Yeah, but you're, but things that made you laugh don't always stay the same, though, too. Like, you, oh, you don't, sure. like, I hope so. so. I hope that's the case. It's more of a, it's a more of a, it's just a, it's a, it's a, piece of time that you sort of enjoy but you don't have to it's like saturday night live it's like you don't have to keep hanging on to it thinking that's funny agreed. or that that guy or that show is still funny to this day agreed i think that the for me here's and i'll put the fork in the comedy thing but when the like the first wave of alt comedy came out and it was like david cross and like those people i don't know if that maybe that second wave like then i i saw comedy in a totally different light and i think burr was a part of that wave and norton and like there was like this oh. alt comedy wave and uh, and I was like, oh, this I find this like so appealing. Like I those first two David Cross records, like I will still go back and listen to. And I know that he's like maybe not considered one of the greatest comics of all time, but in that moment, I was like, holy shit! Like this is like this is but that's, a totally different thing. Like it's like art or anything else. It's like who cares what everyone else thinks is the greatest or should you should be liking or not liking? Or like I, I. You know, uh, it, it's what you like. It's all personal. It should be personal. That's why I hate like critics of like movies and all these things. It's like, oh, don't go watch this. This is drivel and this is a piece of shit and crap. And it's all like, whatever. It's either over the top or it's too nuanced or it's too smart or highbrow or lowbrow. And like, who fucking cares? Just fucking go watch it and enjoy it. That's funny because I, I, I just listened to like two different podcasts, uh, neither one of which I wanted their opinion on a movie that I'd seen, but I saw The Whale. And I, and I heard, like, Bill Simmons was on a podcast with somebody talking about Oscar nominees, and both he and the guy he was talking to thought The Whale was just terrible. And then I was just li happened to listen to the Bill Burr podcast, and he was like, I saw The Whale, and it was amazing. It was exactly the kind of movie that I wanted. And, and I was like, I, I don't even know what my opinion of The Whale was necessarily, but it could be influenced so easily by just listening to other people's opinions of it. And right. it's, so for it's hard in this day and age with critics and all of that shit to really decide what you like. Like I just listened to the new Lil Yachty record and the first couple tracks, I was like, this is fucking amazing. And I was like, I wonder what people are saying about it. And people were like, meh, not that great. And I was like, Oh wait, maybe it isn't great. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, I don't even know now. Like now I don't even know. 
<laughs> I haven't even got through half the fucking thing, and I've already like pitchfork has fucking skewed my vision of what this record is. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's nuts. Like I don't like and it happens to all of us for everything. You know, at some point in time, I I try not to like stay away from it and, and listen to it, but it's impossible too at times. It's like this David S. Pumpkins guy. <laughs> Had I not heard it was great, maybe I, I don't know. It's, yeah. just, it's all dumb. It's all uh, It's all dumb. Uh, <laughs> well, we did a lot. We, did, we, we unpacked way too... Like, we didn't unpack anything, and yet we unpacked a lot uh, in that. Um, the Oscars are coming up. Are you excited for them, Chris? Oh, no. No? You're not excited oh. for the Oscars? Why would I be... We, this is exactly the point we were just talking about with everything. Know. Do you watch it? The Oscars? No. Ever? no I, I used to. I used to love it. Me too. I don't. I, know, I don't know. If I've watched, I watch all movies. I, I, you know, like get into it and like be like, oh, I think this is the greatest film that now. Yeah, this be year. all mad. Be like, Pulp Fiction deserved an Oscar. Yeah, exactly. Um, although, although, uh, uh, what was? Oh fuck! Now see, I can't think of the movie then. But um, uh, Shawshank Redemption. I thought it was an incredible movie. It, it, I think it was like the biggest snub ever in the history of Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid that movie isn't as good as we think it is. I haven't I, seen it in a while, but I think it's, I used to watch it all the time. I think it's incredible. I know used to, but if you watched it now, do you think it would still be like you'd be like, yeah. oh, this movie's fantastic? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I, so a, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, uh, lives in Seattle. Um, he's a big TV movie guy, like myself. So we're always like sort of texting each other. Just TV movies? No, no. <laughs> like just made for TV. It's made for TV. Just, just always I, Lifetime. Our channel, you know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, old USA TV movies. Although whatever. I think all movies now are made for TV movies, in a way. They might be. They might right? be. Aren't they? Like, they all get released at TV. They're all made well, for streaming. TV. Yeah, well, they're streaming then, so they're not TV movies necessarily. Netflix is TV. Well, it's just streaming. It's different categories. Okay, Come on. Fine. All right, Come whatever. Great. Work with me here. Okay, I'm listening. Um, and, and he would, for like a long time, we would always text each other what he think, what him and I would consider. He would always ask me what I consider like the, the greatest movie. I think I would, I would just personally what I would consider. Uh, and I always thought it was, was Shawshank. And I, I think I still do. Like, I haven't really seen anything. And, and I think it's been a long time since like a really great movie from, from everything. For, just consider like every single detail of that movie. Um, I thought was, was just almost perfect. Okay. That was, that was perfect movie. And he thinks, he thinks it's um, shit. What's it called? The one with uh, Hillary Swank and uh, Clint Eastwood. A uh, baby, million dollar baby, or whatever. Million dollar baby. Yeah, he thinks it's just absolutely like a perfect movie. Mm. And I, I hate, I hate, I hate Million Dollar Baby. I've never seen it. I just, know, I know it yeah, ends sad, was, so I was like, I don't want to see it because I, I thought it was sort of like the. It was just this all oh, the whole thing with Clint Eastwood trying to make these movies, and it was. Just, I was just like, this is gross. It's just, it's just a bad movie. I don't like anything about it. It just doesn't, just doesn't work for me. Whatever. It's fine. Uh, it's Clint Eastwood. I can't stand his movies now. At these all? days. Any well, of them? No, not really. I, the last one I really enjoyed, which I thought was a really good movie as well, is Unforgiven. Yeah, I, I, hated I, thought, that. I hated that movie when it came out, but I, but I think I was just was too young for it. I bet I'd like it now. Yeah. Uh, everything else now is just, I think it's just, it's just Clint Eastwood drivel. <laughs> he's just trying to hang on, make these movies. He thinks he's so important. Is he dead? He's just, no, he's like barely alive, but he he still makes a movie almost every year, which is just stupid. Like I remember I saw Gran Torino and I was like, oh, you're just a grumpy man. Yeah. And that was that was basically just not a biography. 
Um, <laughs> he's an old, just an old fucker. grumpy man. I, uh, yeah. I, I've, I t- typically try to watch as many of the Oscar nominees as I can because I think it's a fun game. This year, I'm less interested in doing so. I watched everything everywhere all at once because everyone was like, "This is the greatest movie ever," and I, I don't know why, but I just could not fucking get into it at all. I loved it. I, I loved it. I couldn't. It's too stressful. Couldn't. It wasn't for me. What? Yeah. Because so you so you 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 watching a movie with you you know, you're always asking a lot of questions about like what's happening why is this happening what's going to happen yeah and it's always like it's within five minutes your questions always sort of get answered which is like, within the movie itself like the movie like will tell you exactly what's going on or kind of let you know what you need to know basically and it's really incredible to watch a movie with you because it, my wife almost kind of does the same thing sometimes too and I'm like just wait for it wait for it it's coming. Boom! They just they just answered it for you, and I think if like you you're too uh, I don't know if cerebral is the right word then to like watch movies sometimes like that because then yeah because you it's you just have to have sort of like the patience to sort of let the, let the movie happen. In yeah, front of you. I think that maybe the like what I need is to watch the movie in a theater. Like I need to like I need to be able to do um, to if that doesn't happen for me, then it doesn't happen for me. Man, I'm excited! I'm excited that that. Uh, Data is nominated for an Oscar. Like it's cool. His little story is is awesome. He was great. He was great in it. Yeah, he's great. I just I don't know. I was like I was fine to to bail, and I still haven't seen Top Gun. I guess that's probably something I should watch. It's not. A, it's not a best picture movie. Is that? Is that? I don't even know that. Is that really a nominee? Yeah. Here's you ready for it. All Quiet sure. on the Western Front, which I I don't know anything about. Avatar never will watch that. Banshees of Insurance. I think that's like an Irish movie. Uh, Elvis, uh, everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once. The Fablemans, Tar, which I've heard is fantastic but hard to watch. Top Gun, yeah. Triangle of Sadness sounds great. Uh, and Women Talking. Those are your Oscar Best Picture nominees, right there. I haven't heard of the last two. I think Triangle that's a lot. Of sadness and Women Talking. Yeah, they do ten now. Which is yeah. boring. I want to see Elvis just because I don't care about Elvis and everyone's all butthurt about it. And I love Baz Luhrmann, which people also hate. Um, Can't stand anything about that movie. Really? Do you watch it? No, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to see another fucking Elvis movie. I don't care about fucking Baz Luhrmann doing fucking Elvis. His, <laughs> his fucking impression of and his style of Elvis and this whole thing. I mean, I'll, dump I, an act. You're so like you're so still doing mad. the fucking Elvis voice. He still talks like Elvis, even though he's not fucking Elvis anymore. Like, who, get fucking over it and move on. Who talks like Elvis? It's like the fucking Beatles, but worse. It's Elvis is like the worst thing ever possible for everyone just to sort of freak out about and think it's just the greatest thing of all time. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Elvis is cor- is dumb, and I'm I'm fine. He's with dead. Him. Let him go. Leave him alone. Yeah, but I do love Romeo and Juliet. I love that movie. That's giving Baz Luhrmann a pass. That movie's incredible. I love it. Dumb. Fucking Shakespeare's another one. Like, let the, go with fucking all the Shakespeare. <laughs> no Elvis, no Shakespeare. Yes. Okay. That's great. So you don't, there's none of these movies you need, feel like you need to see. There's no, there's no. I can't believe the whale isn't in here then. For all these other ones are in here and the whale's not a best picture nominee. No, people. I haven't seen it, I'm, but I'm saying like, I'm I, like, this is. Here, here we go. Okay, All Quiet on the Western Front, another World War fucking movie. I don't, I, we don't need another one of those. Yeah, I, 
Although this is World War One, so that was the only thing that maybe interests me because we don't. There's it's always World War Two, so this one's World War One. It's from there the, already like 1922 or whatever. Like there was. The, yeah, like, I know. But this one's this one's from the German side of things. It's it's a German made film. They have actual German and like English actors. Like they don't try to fucking. It's not all American fucking people trying to do fucking other fucking, act, you know, accents and all that bullshit. Okay. It might, that might interest me a little bit, but I'm going to, it's going to be a while before I watch that. Okay. Next. Avatar. Avatar can go fuck itself. Yeah. I don't want to watch a sequel of the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Avatar was the worst movie. I've never hated a movie more and I'm not going to watch a a sequel. And it's just all, it's all fanboys propping it up. It's all just fanboys, like uh, just masturbating in the theaters to them, you know, to this, to these fucking avatars. Yeah. And it just like, stop it. We didn't need this. We don't need a. Uh, uh, we don't need four more of them too, apparently, because they're going to make like five of them in total or some stupid thing. Okay. Banshees of Insurin. Inishirin. 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 It's, Mar- it's, it's, uh, it's Martin McDonough, who's, who's, a, who's a pretty good filmmaker. I never saw in Bruges, so I don't know. Is in it- Bruges is great. It's hilarious. Okay. It's, a, it's amazing. It's like kind of dark comedy in a way, I think. I never saw You it. might like it. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I love the two actors. They're, they're great. As the fable, um, then you go. We've seen Elvis and everything all once. You know what your thoughts are on that. The Fablemans, fuck the Fablemans. Stevelman Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, Spielberg. It's like his uh, sort of autobiography as a child. It, it looks boring as hell. It looks dumb. Great. Tar. Uh, tar. I. I. You're right. I think it's like I. You're gonna. It's. It's a special time and place to fucking watch that movie. Apparently. I definitely want to see it because I. I. I like that. I like Kate Blanchett. And my Lover. sister says it's fantastic. Top Gun, I guess I feel like I should see. I just don't like that guy without shoulders at all. He drives me up a fucking wall. I can't get behind him. So like, Yeah, it, it's a fucking popcorn movie. It's like, it's not, it's not, first of all, I don't know why it's on this fucking list. Well, I think uh, they're trying to, I think they're, what they're trying to do is like expand the fact that like Top Gun was the biggest grossing movie in theaters. So it's great. important for people to like, like they're Give like, like they're opening the door for avatars and for top guns and for like all the fucking black panthers and whatever like i just can't watch miles teller like i can't stand that human being i can't i can't either and and just create another category then for that great uh triangle of sadness i see no idea uh, but it sounds like my kind of movie it has woody harrelson in it great that is even better i love woody harrelson this is the this is the description. A fashion model celebrity couple join an, an eventful cruise for the super rich. Sounds awesome. What? Okay, yeah, I, I could share, check this out. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's weird. No one else. No one else is in this. Yeah, it might be weird. And then uh, Francis McDormand, I think, is in Women Talking. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm probably not going to oh, see I, any of these oh, movies. I think. Yeah, yeah, I know what I know what this one is. It's a, sort of like. Um, it's like a period piece. Um, they're, I, I, it's not like the suffragette movement or something, but it's... Um, oh, women's lib. I can't watch a movie about that. <laughs> yeah. This one might be kind of too heavy and, and slow. I, I will but say it, yeah. this. This is my last thought. There's a, there's a bit of a scandal in the best actress category uh, because of Andrea Riseborough was nominated for Best Lead Actress in a movie that no one saw because apparently like, there was a big push by Gwyneth Paltrow and a bunch of other people for this movie called To Leslie, which I want to see badly. 
And I really want her to win. She won't because Kate Blanchett's in it, and Kate Blanchett's like the new Meryl Streep. She's just going to win everything. But Andrea Riseborough, who you may not know by name, but you will know by face because she is the uh, person who was cast opposite Nicolas Cage in Mandy. Oh! Yeah. Was it? Oh, shit. Nice. Best okay. lead actress. Pretty cool, huh? All right. Yeah, fair enough. So if she wins... Mandy will have two Oscar winners in it. <laughs> Making that movie even better. It'll probably get it'll probably get uh um it'll probably anyway. It doesn't matter. Um <laughs> uh so anyway, I um <laughs> let's get off Oscars. Let's talk about All Star Weekend, can we? Yeah, let's do that. Which is the Oscars of basketball, really? Yeah. When you think about it? There's snubs. There's people playing. Apparently, they're going to... Everyone's injured now. Giannis got hurt last night. I... Let's start with the game itself. Wait. Wait, go ahead. Let's let's start a little earlier. Okay. The game itself. Why Why is it Giannis and LeBron always the team captains? Why are they rotating that every year to, like, different guys? Um... What do you mean? Right? So, like, they always have the draft. Don't they just pick the players? And, like, LeBron picks one team and Giannis picks another team, and then they play in the All-Star game. Isn't that how, isn't that how it's been doing for years now? Uh, yeah, that's how they do it. That's, that's what they've been doing. Like the, what, but, what's but, the why is LeBron, but why is LeBron and Giannis always the, always the two the team captains? I think they're the top vote-getters. Oh, really? Still? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think that's how it works. So they get, they just keep getting, because I think Durant got it one year, right? Didn't he? Did he? I don't know. I just always, I, I feel like every year it's just LeBron and Giannis. Yeah, it's, I think it's just the top vote getters gets to choose. And okay. That, and now they're going to choose them like, like basketball pickup, like, you know, pickup game. Like they're going to stand yeah. there and be like, you, 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 you. What oh, at game? Oh, okay. I think, sure. it will, I think it will be a fix. I think it will, everyone will know. You know, like, I don't think anyone's going to be like, you know, Laurie Markkinen's going to be like, why am I like me? You know, like, I think they're going to be like, Laurie Markkinen, you're the last one. We're like, just lean into it. Um, uh, anyway, I, uh, I, I'm, uh, that part of it's dumb, whatever. Like, they're going to choose them one at a time. Fine. Whatever. Like, I, I don't, I don't know like how many tricks we need to put in the all-star game. Like, is anyone tuning in to watch them select the teams? You know, like, did we already have a thing where they were going to select the teams? They did it live, like on air. Now it's just before the game. What I don't understand is why there's odds on it. Like why the team Giannis is plus 300 when they haven't even chosen the teams. Like, that's what I don't like. I don't understand how DraftKings is putting odds on the game. Yeah, it's mind blowing to me. I don't get it. Like, it's it's, it's probably for them to make money. But but how could they put like how could Team Giannis be plus three hundred, except for the fact that he sprained his wrist last night? I guess like all you're doing is betting on Giannis versus, uh, you know Giannis versus whatever versus like who do you think's better? I guess LeBron is considered the better player because they're getting he's getting lower odds it's weird and yet DraftKings will not put odds on the slam dunk contest which i find infuriating like 
you can only bet on like three point and the game itself. Like what the fuck? Can we not get odds on the on the slam dunk contest already? Like what what's what, what's the holdup? That's weird because I just saw and it wasn't for DraftKings, but I just saw something uh, Odd Sharks posted slam dunk contest odds. Maybe Odd so Sharks I, is doing it. I'm sure most normal sites are, but DraftKings yeah. is so afraid of losing money that they don't put any real bet on their site. They just put wacky do bets. Wacky do. Are you going to bet on the white guy for the slam dunk contest? No, I'm going to bet on Kenyon Martin Jr. Because he's like super good. Like that's who I would bet on. I think he's like, I think he, I, I just watched him put like 17 dunks on the Sixers. And I was like, that guy is so good at dunking. Mac McClung, I, I don't really know him. Like it's cute and all that he's like. He's the odds on favorite. Is he? According to Odd Shark. So the, he's, he's 230. So Mac McClung, this is interesting. He, uh, you know, he, you, you don't choose whether or not you're going to be like the, the league asks you if you want to participate. You don't just say like, I want to participate. I'm Matt right. McClung. I get to participate. The league says, oh, hey, we know you. You're exciting. You are going to be in this. So it's not Mac McClung's fault that he got chosen to be in this. And, it, and, and Kevin Durant shitting on him well, being, like, being like, well, suddenly we're letting G League players in the slam dunk contest. My, my answer to you, Kevin Durant, is you fucking be in the dunk contest. How about any stars be in the dunk contest? And then you can fucking right. sit there and bitch about it. But like, why the, yep. like you, have you ever been in a dunk contest? Have you ever put yourself out there? No, you're a fucking bench dweller that jumps from team to fucking team. You're going to sit there and fucking throw shade at fucking Mac McClung. Who's like the highlight of his career. He's getting his name out there and who was asked to be in the dunk contest. Fuck you, Kevin Durant. I'm fucking so over that motherfucker. I'm so over his entire fucking body of work. How great he is. Blah, blah, fucking blah. Kevin Durant is a troll. And he's fucking does not need to fucking open his mouth. He needs to be fucking graceful and show a little bit of fucking dignity and not Why? fucking tune in to the fuck like and not speak up about Mac McClung. Who fucking who cares? Kevin Durant. If you want to fuck if you got a problem with it, be in the dunk contest. You do it. You do it once. Why Other, can't he just fuck his opinion about this? Because he's because fu- he fucking always has an opinion. The guy's got. So? Like, I don't like you it. Opinion. What? You always have an opinion. Yeah, but but Mac McClung's not gonna like listen to me because I'm not a superstar. Like it's just it's just it's just shit talking. It's just so, unnecessary shit talking. To me, be in the fucking is, dunk contest if you want to have an opinion. That's shit talking. It's unnecessary. It's always unnecessary. That's the definition of shit talking. I, 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 I hate it. I fucking hate. I hate Kevin Durant coming at somebody doing something that they didn't even like. That they, they like. Why would you? Why would you shit like? Yuck his Listen, yum. Like, just let him I, have his moment, you know? So I, you know? Like, I agree with you, you. Kevin Durant. You finished? Yeah, I'm done. I agree with you. Like, nobody, nobody wants to fucking participate in a dunk contest anymore, so they got to find people who they, who, who they can't. And it's a, it's a short white guy who's got great ups um, that'll probably bring a lot of eyes to this contest because no one else is fucking watching this bullshit. And you'll probably win it because he's a white dude. And everyone's going to be like so overly impressed with him because he could do it. But at the same time, talk shit about it because you should be talking shit about the dunk contest because it's fucking dumb and it's over. Just like Saturday Night Live. It's irrelevant anymore. It's, it's like, very, it's, it's very much like Saturday Night Live. It doesn't work. Nobody fucking cares. It's a fucking bunch of scrubs participating. Like it, I, you know, I like, it's not, there's no relevancy to it. There's no relevance. So you could shit talk it. You should, and you should shit talk Kevin Durant about participating in it too, because 
but he doesn't want to because he's not a dunker. Right. Right. So, and like half these guys aren't anymore. Nobody wants to talk a dunk anymore. Nobody wants to really put on a high right Leo, except for like John Morant or something right. like that. Right. Uh, and so fine. Like I, I would, and I just like, I, I don't care. I don't care about this weekend. I don't care about the t- contest. I just thought it was interesting that it was these four guys. And, uh, Mac Fung is the one that's probably going to win it because, uh, because of his skin color. You think so? Yeah, totally. Cause everyone's going to be so impressed. It's so hyped up because there's a white guy in the dunk contest. And you think that's going to be, you think that'll be enough to, to swing the dunk contest? Absolutely. Because the dunk contest is fucking bullshit anyway. Cause there isn't a dunk I haven't seen in 20 plus years. Uh, I, <laughs> right. So like it's all bullshit. So like I, nobody's nobody should be getting tens anymore because nobody's bringing anything new to the table. I think that so I I don't I, like Jericho Sims. I love I love his hops. I don't think he's gonna be. I don't. Think, but it's generic. It's just generic. Yeah. Well, like you, centers are just boring. Are boring you to do watch. Dunk. Sixty. Right. They're too tall. They're too big. Yeah. So then he take him out. I like I like I don't know the who's the fourth contestant. Whoever that is, I don't. I'm I haven't really paid it's, attention uh, to. It's Trey Murphy, the third out of the Pelicans, who's like a, he's like a stretch four kind of a guy. Okay. But I guess he's, he's got some hops too, I think, you know, so whatever. He, he could be all right. There's just no creativity anymore. McClung and maybe Martin are probably the only guys are probably going to try to do some 360s like under the leg, you know, I don't know, whatever. Like, but I, we've seen it. We've seen all of it. Yeah. I, I've seen it at this point. And I just, like, unless you're bringing something fucking incredibly new and no one's ever seen before. Stop it. Just stop doing it. I like it. I like it. What do you think would be a new dunk? Like what, what could, like, what could they do? Like, what could possibly be done? Flips? Flips. Maybe. Um, I like it. Do flips. Yeah. Like I, like, I, but that's my point. I think we've reached a, I think we've reached peak dunk contest. Like it, it's, and that was 20 years ago, at least. Yeah. Um, I, you know, like the gimmicks with the cars and the capes and the blindfolds, that's not, that's not impressing me anymore. Like that would never really was impressive. That's not about the dunk. That's just about showmanship, which is fine. That's a whole nother thing. Then if you want to like, again, if you want to sort of, you know, stop holding on to the past and make it something different, I guess, try something different or, or a different style of dunk contest then, but don't, don't hold on to this sort of system that we've always had and call it a slam dunk contest. What are they going to do if they don't do a dunk contest? Like, what would they like? What do people want to see? Nobody wants to see anything. They don't even want to see the game. That's true. They don't right? want to see like, the game. Three, honestly, the three-point contest is the most exciting thing because that's actually what's, what's culturally irrelevant right now because of Steph Curry. Because he right. made shooting and deep shooting. Take it, take it back to almost half-court. Take it to half-court you know, style then or something. I think, that, well, yeah, you could do like different spots on the floor. I mean, also yeah. like the three-point contest has like a, real players in it this year. Right, right. Because because everybody can shoot, not everybody can fucking dunk anymore, right? And you're not dunking, you're not dunking like they used to do with like Dominique and Jordan and Vince Carter and stuff, right? Yeah, you got Lillard, like Tatum, Howard, Buddy Heald, Kevin Herter, Halliburton, Hero, Markin, and Randall. Like those are not all even, real. Players. They're not even. Good, they're not even. But they're not even good three point shooters. They're not even like the top of the league three point shooters. Kevin Herter is a dope three point shooter. Are you kidding me? Markin is great. Like those Lillard is good. Like those. Yeah, are but they're all not good. like the. They're not like the best three-point shooters. Hero? You don't think he's like the best? I think he's pretty good. Mm. Who's the best? Where's Steph? Where's Buddy Heald? Where's I don't know. Buddy like, Heald's look at in it. He's in. Look like, at the. He's in he the three. Yeah. Thought he's, I read he wasn't in it. Nah, he's in it. Uh, I just want. I want like you want Steph. Okay. Do you so in the Steph Curry All Stars? 
Is it I just, just want to. Is it Steph and Seth? Like they both just play against each other one on one, and that's the yeah, whole All Star game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steph versus Seth. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, and then has her dad like be the ref. That would be awesome. Yeah, Del Curry out there ref it, just yelling <laughs> at him. That's Del. the whole thing. <laughs> or their mom, just have their mom do it and oversee it, and like re- and refing them and calling, try to call fouls against each other, or whatever. So yeah, see who she. If she plays fake against somebody, she probably does. She <laughs> probably does. They, I, maybe they could. Well, their wives could do like a YouTube thing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I won't watch All Stars. I won't watch it. I don't care. I will, Like I, I, I used to care. I used to like watching it. It's weird. It's maybe it's geared more towards kids, and that's what it should be. Like All Star Weekend should be for kids. Yep. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 I think. I think. I think you're onto something there. Yeah, it's not. It's always younger generation. It's always for the younger generations because they get into it more. Yeah, it's like watching like a superhero movie where like they're all in it. You know, like that's always exciting for kids. Like super groups. You know. Wait. Okay. Hold on. Tell me this. Here's the top five three point percentage shooters in the in the league this season. Okay. Tell me if any of you guys are in it. Okay. Malcolm Brogdon. No. Isaiah Joe. No, but he, I don't know if Isaiah Joe hasn't logged enough minutes. Like, I mean, percentage versus minutes. Who cares? Who cares? I don't care. Okay. Just, just give me the percentage. Give me the, give me the, Contavious Caldwell Pope. No, he's not in it. This is just percentage, though. Like, what if you only shot one shot? Like, does that make you the greatest well, three-pointer? But if you're shooting enough, if you're shooting enough, you, you know, like, if you're putting up four a game or something, then you're, you're fine. All these guys are averaging more than three a game. Okay. Uh, Luke Kennard? No, he's not in it. Damian Lee. No. Not Desmond in. Desmond Bain. No, not in the three point contest. Then it's then it's Steph and then it goes Buddy. And then you get into like Alex Burks, Joe Harris. But Steph. do you but do you want to watch those guys? Like you want to watch like Isaiah Joe? Like literally. If they're the know. best if they're the best shooters in that in that category right now, then yeah. Put it in career. Who's the best career? Like is there can you stat check the careers? Uh probably current NBA players. Because who cares um, about how good you are halfway through the season? Don't you want to see like the best three-point shooters of all time? Larry well, Bird, come on down. Della <laughs> Shrimp. <laughs> Hodges, that Hodges guy. Wasn't Gil? He, wasn't he good at it? Grant, yeah, he was great. Grant yeah. Hodges. It wasn't Gil Hodges? No, no it wasn't Gil. Gil Hodges was played for like the Tigers in the 20s. <laughs> Craig Hodges. Yeah, it was yeah. Craig Hodges. Yeah. 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 Dale Ellis, come on, give him to me. Yeah, no one wants to see Dale Ellis. Yeah, do that. Just get a bunch of old dudes who are fucking incredible three point no shooters. No one wants just have... to see that. No one wants to see old people play anything. Legs, old legs. Old timers games are the worst. Old timers games are the worst things. They're oh, the worst. worst. They're the worst. absolute worst. There's nothing absolute. worse than an old timers game. What about putting the new guys this year's or the, whatever these guys against the old timers and see who still shoots better? In a three-point contest, it will be not yeah. the old people. How do you know? I, you know what? I wouldn't be so... Like, you give them a little bit of time to practice, I bet some of them will fucking knock it down. I bet you Reggie Miller is the only one who could like probably still compete. Larry Bird, I bet you would, would fucking Larry crush Bird's people. in fucking traction. Larry Bird can't... Ah, oh, my back. He can't oh, fucking he stand. Still, I bet he can shoot. I bet you he can't. Dale Ellis with that fucking sweet stroke, man. I bet he he still got it. He's probably packing the extra sixty pounds on his fucking on his. Doesn't mean he can't shoot. Doesn't mean he can't shoot. You're crazy. 
I've seen some fat motherfuckers who could shoot, man. You're crazy. Ooh, Dale Ellis is looking slim, actually. Ooh. Yeah. Just Google image Dale Ellis. Yeah, hell yeah, I did. Dale Ellis naked. <laughs> just do that's, it. Just that's do a it. different. Just do no, it. Come nothing comes. Just nothing do comes up. Okay. <laughs> I get reported by the FBI. Yeah, for looking up naked Dale Ellis, I think that's yeah. fine. Oh, he's got some Instagram. Pretty sure photo. he's of age. <laughs> Dale's looking good, man, in his older age. That's great. Good to hear. Um, Chris, we're about yep. we're close to wrapping up, and I wanted to I wanted to quickly um congratulate you. Congratulate you. Uh and thank you for for I you know, it's been years since I was living in the greater New York metro area. So we haven't had a Super Bowl together in probably four or five years. I think the last one was yep. I can't remember. It was terrible. It was like Rams Patriots or something. It was like the worst. Uh, but what? But, but, but what a joy! What an absolute joy! What a treat it was to be at your house for the Super Bowl. Food was on point. Company was fantastic. Uh, I, you know, like I, I didn't really like. It was a. It was a game that was like a good game apparently, like close and whatever. But like it didn't matter. Like it could have been the worst game. It was a fine mm-hmm. game. I did, mm-hmm. and I just I want to say like I wanted to say thank you. Um, there were some highlights. Uh, <laughs> one was that there was a six-year-old at the party who was a wizard, and she kept doing <laughs> magic tricks, and it was hilarious. Uh, so having like a wizard there for the entire first half, who was li- who everyone had to like play into her po- into her like spells. Uh, at mm-hmm. one point, she could make everyone fall asleep. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I also got to be a, a wizard for a while. I had a mm-hmm. chopstick. I was doing mm-hmm. some spells myself. It's pretty, pretty fun. Evil. Pretty fun. Yep. Unexpected fun. The, uh, the, the pepperoni bros uh, came through with a sweet, sweet pepperoni roll. Um, Mark, one of maybe the funniest people I've ever met. Literally, that person makes me laugh harder than any person I know on earth. But also makes the greatest buffalo chicken dip. Mm. Was on mm-hmm. point. Salsa was great. Uh, everything was it was fantastic, and uh, and I especially I didn't think I would like this part of it, but but there was a new like a second wave of people that came like after halftime, that yeah. brought like an entirely different dynamic, and it was funny because like there was a bunch of people that like that like some people had left. It was like pretty like crashed out. Like it's second half. We're not drinking anymore. Yeah. We're like yeah. we're tired. We're, We've already had dessert, old. food comas, yeah. right? And all of a sudden, yeah. like three girls from out of town. Just showed up and turned that place into an entirely different vibe, and uh, yeah, and you could tell there was a divide in the room. Like it was like a, yep. Like there was the people that were like you guys were hosts, so you had to like just j- jump in, yep. And, and then there was the people that were like suddenly pretending to watch a game. I think some people I left. Like it couldn't was just, watch. It was a little too much for some people. But we were for, overpowered. But for me, I was like, this is what a Super Bowl party needs. Like we were, <laughs> I I loved it. There was drama. You leaned into it. I loved it. It was great. Yeah. It was great. It was great. It was, yep. it was it was drama. I also didn't want the like room to feel divided and I liked like I just wanted to jump in. I love that kind of shit. So It was a it was a dope ass move by you to do that. <laughs> it, I I it, it sort of it did it it sort of broke up the the room in a good way. I, you know, it it it, it didn't um, there was nowhere for us to go and like hide and have these serious conversations with my with my good friend. Right. It was intense. 
yeah. uh, who was supposed to be there. I, we thought at the beginning of the Super Bowl, it might it matter things would have been a little sort of easier to manage for the whole game, but they decided to show up at like after halftime. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. And like, I don't have a problem with that. Um, it was just the way it worked out. And so, but yeah, it, it, it was an interesting dynamic there. And, and it was great that you sort of came in because you added like a little bit of lever- levity, I think, to, to, to our half of that room a little bit. Uh, and sort of and sort of took the focal point off of sort of the the, the vision, which was it was nice. Yeah, it was a funny it was a funny group, and they were they were like I, they were just being themselves, and I felt a, like there was a little bit of like sternness against them. It was like let us be tired, right? And I was like, right. nah, we can't be like that. We gotta yeah. like yeah, yeah. they exactly. came all the way out here for this, yeah. And, like, and also like who cares? The game is stupid. Like, and I'm trying to right exactly. And who, who fucking cares? And 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 um, I was. I was hoping and I was trying to sort of keep it as light as possible, but it was just, it was impossible to, to not, um, there was too many. Heavy- it was going to go there and it was, and they were being very vague, but it was, uh, there were some serious topics, but it was real juicy kind of serious topics. So it was like, yes. as an outsider, it was fun and it was fun and- to watch you try to navigate it. And it was like, some guests were like, I'm out. I, I just literally left. <laughs> like it was, it was too much. Fun. It was fun. <laughs> I was okay with that too. And, um, <laughs> Uh, and it's cause it's so, it's so, it's a really good friend of mine. Um, and, uh, I haven't seen her because of the pandemic and the whole thing. Uh, and she lives in Seattle and, and, um, so it, it, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I haven't been privy to. Yeah. And I sort of know of like what's going on in her and life it, and her, it, her drama. Our, our listeners are just like, fucking tell us, but we're not gonna. And, uh, not. and it was just like. There, like, it was great. It was, I, I, I will say, like, the, regardless of, of what they were talking about, they were, like, a perfect addition to the party. I, and I, th- and I just, like, the whole thing, it was great. I walked out, I, I left, and I was just, like, that was the, and I got home in, like, half an hour. It was awesome. Which okay. is nice. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, you know what I, I really actually love and appreciate about you, and I, and I think it's sort of your, um, sort of like your uh, superpower, I guess, in a way. <laughs> Is that you could just sort of roll with any sort of situation. You could just sort of make the best of it, right? Like you were sitting over watching the w- watching the game with the other people, and then you were like, "Fuck it, I want to know more about this conversation." Like it's happening. There's there's no way I cannot be a part of this conversation. Yeah. And I I, I was like I was like that was just I just thought that was like it 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 made me feel better. I think it made it made the 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 three women who showed up feel better. Um, you know, and sort of easier. And even my wife, who was sort of like was kind of half in and half out because she kind of wanted to be a part of the conversation, but she, she wanted to also be respectful to the rest of you. Uh, and so she, I think she was having a tough time sort of caught in the middle a little bit. And I think it kind of helped her a little bit stuff too and everything. And um, I, so, but it's, I think it's a real strength of yours. <laughs> I don't, could, I would go like, that far. Fuck it, let's, just, let's just go with this, you know, let's just see what happens here. You I know? think and it so, was, I think in the mo- those moments at all end on this for me, it's more work to like, not to divide than it is to yes. just jump in. Like I, right. And I'm, yep. and I am not a person that shies away from an awkward situation. Um, yeah, too much. So, and, and I, I guess that's just my personality. So, and I was glad it was received well because I really did just want it. I was like, I'm fucking, I can't, can't pretend I'm not listening to this. Yeah, anymore. exactly. And it's, a, I mean, it's a fucking juicy story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and like, and um, I mean, it's so it, I, like, what I will say is like, my, my friend, I'm, I'm sort of caught in the middle between a, a relationship of, of two really good friends of mine yeah. who are going through a divorce. Yeah. Um, and so there's just a lot going on though. Uh, and it's just a lot of life shit that we sort of, at sort of this age and the stage of our lives that we, you know, we're, we're all kind of going through and dealing with and stuff. 
and I haven't been there. These people I've known from almost all my entire life. And yeah. so, uh, uh, to, sort to, to not be there present and happening and dealing and talking to them. It, it, there's a lot of stuff that I'm sort of like, Oh shit. You know, like I, I need to, um, I need to talk about this stuff with them. Well, you were, I mean, I like, I would have hated to have been you because you were in a, in a, in a tough situation where you, all you could do really do is listen and try not to express too many opinions. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. I, I think it was a, it (laughs) it was a lot, but it was awesome. It also helped clear, it also helped clear the, 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 the house a little bit at, at, at the end. It was like, all right, everybody, they're leaving now because they're going to go out partying. Yeah. We're all single now, and and um, and then everyone's just sort of like tired and wiped out, and 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 it was getting kind of late. So I was kind of thankful too that it was like, all right, this this wraps up the night. Everyone, yeah, everyone. I I gave Kristen the opportunity. I said, do you want to go? And she's like, nah, let's stay for the till the end of the game. And I was like, all right then, then we're great. Like, let's do this. But anyway, I great just, hosting. I hope I get to spend every Super Bowl with you till I die. Um, yes, it, is, it, it doesn't always have to be like that, but it, it's welcome if it is. Thanks, bud. All right. Have a great uh, weekend, everybody. And uh, yeah, we'll ta- we'll ta- have a ha- happy uh, All Star weekend. And and <laughs> yeah, that's all. Yeah. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye.